the vultures are circling AI. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about some legislation that is being announced by senators uh, backing um, legislation and regulation on AI. We're going to be talking about the implement- implications of it, what exactly they're proposing at a broad level. Essentially, they want to regulate anything as powerful as ChatGPT. They want you to get a license for it. Um, I've recently spoke to um, some prominent investors over at Techstars about this who believe that really this is just a way of, you know, open AI trying to build a moat um, saying, if you want to build something as powerful as us, go get a license. Oh, by the way, we help the regulators make the rules, yada, yada. So there's a lot of internal drama in this whole space, especially from people working in AI that feel like this regulation is going to slow down their innovations and big companies like OpenAI that are like, whoops, already did it. Like what you're going to do now? Uh, we, we got there before the regulation and then we helped make the regulation. So there's a whole mo conversation. Anyways, we're going to be diving into all of this on the podcast today. So let's jump into it. Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. So the first thing to say here is that, you know, of these senators who have proposed government licensing for advanced AI development, this is a relatively bipartisan framework, which suggests there's going to be some stricter oversight of AI technologies like GPT-4. There is, of course, you know, a proposal by Senator Richard Bluthal, who's from Connecticut. And then on the Republican side of this, we have Senator Josh Howley, who is from Montana. So this, you know, this kind of bipartisan working together between Democrats and Republicans, I think suggests the formation of a new governmental body that would require companies to seek licenses before developing powerful AI models like GPT-4. So the legislative framework also suggests that developing high-risk applications such as facial recognition should necessitate a government license. Sure, I mean, I guess I could be on board with the facial recognition thing. I personally would hate to be walking around the streets and feel like companies, stores, or people are just like, everyone is just facial recognition, like recognizing me and trying to, I don't know, target me for anything. I just would prefer to feel slightly more anonymous. Uh, so yeah, that I can get behind. The rest of it, I have a sneaking suspicion, is going to be very, um, you know, opening eye trying to build a wall so or a moat. So let's talk about some of the stringent requirements for AI development. So the legislative framework, which was presented on Tuesday, proposed that companies would need to subject their AI models to rigorous tests for potential harm before deployment, publicly, uh, public disclosures of any indecent uh, or incidents post-launch and allow third-party audits. So this move could serve as a blueprint for future laws concerning AI regulation. Companies would also be required to disclose the details of the training data used to create these models. And the proposal further allows individuals who are harmed by AI to take legal action against the responsible companies. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I don't like almost any of that. Maybe that's just me. Uh, so I'll, you know, I'll spare you my comments on that for the time being. But let's talk about some of the mixed reactions from industry and advocacy groups. So while the initiative has been welcomed by some, it has also been met with a lot of skepticism. Anne Lenhart, former leader of an AI ethics initiative at IBM, appreciates the lawmakers taking uh, decisive action, but questions the feasibility of creating a body with a broad range of expertise. Uh, because you really do need a lot of different expertise to kind of oversee the whole AI, this AI technology that spans multiple sectors, right? Like, I mean, we don't exactly have a great track record. We've we've got, we've uh, decided that Kamala Harris is the AI czar or whatever, 
And she obviously is, you know, there, there's a whole meme going around of her explaining that AI stands for artificial intelligence. It's really cringy. Um, obviously, she's no technology background, no AI background. So it makes absolutely no sense to have her over AI. But for some reason, we decided to do that. Anyways, we don't have a great great track record. And I think that's what people are criticizing and concerned about. They're like, if we just get a bunch of Kamala Harris's running the whole AI thing, like it's going to be a, a you know bureaucratic nightmare pretty much. So in any case, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman had suggested a similar licensing mechanism during a Senate testimony in May. So that's another kind of red flag. The CEO of the biggest AI company with the most funding of anyone else says that you should do the exact same licensing thing. And he should definitely get a license because he's the biggest AI company. So it's like, it's kind of funny because right now it's like, I don't feel like we need more barriers to entry. The barriers to entry are exhibit A, it's impossible to get these NVIDIA chips because they're freaking expensive. Exhibit B, these NVIDIA chips are freaking expensive. And uh, like there's there's a backlog if you want them and you have the money. And if you don't have the money, well, then you don't have the money. So it's like there's already a lot of barriers to entry to develop this technology. It's really incredible technology. A lot of these different AI models that we're building but like adding a government license on top of that, it's like, great. So now you need to know a lobbyist, a bureaucrat, you need to know a way to get through the system or like, it's just going to be a debacle. I highly doubt this is going to be like a very simple thing. Is it going to get politicized where certain political parties only want models that conform to their ideologies? Yada, yada, yada. And I know it's like bipartisan because we got a Democrat and a Republican working on it, but that's just like, I'm skeptical. And whether you're a Republican or whether you're a Democrat, I think you should be skeptical because inevitably if you know someone from the other party than your own is elected president then they could you know set the new person in charge of that department to have things that like are skewed towards them i don't know whatever i maybe i'm maybe i'm uh maybe i'm pessimistic on this whole thing or just like overly suspicious but it just doesn't seem to be what i love having the government decide who can build a ai model when you know right now everyone's building them and we're all still alive the robots have not taken over yet so looking at some of the you know like looking at some of the pending decisions and questions i think the senators have yet to specify whether the oversight for ai tech would be conducted by a newly formed federal agency or an existing one um they've also not outlined the criteria for determining whether like what could be classified as high risk applications requiring a license so that's i'm sure annoying if you got labeled as high risk for whatever reason that would be a good way to weaponize it against your political or ideological opponents but in any case i think the proposal comes at a time when ai regulation is a hot topic in washington senators um are talking about this a lot i think bluthall and holly are scheduled to oversee a senate subcommittee hearing on ai accountability next week um, and I think that uh, a meeting hosted by Senator Chuck Schumer will gather a bunch of tech leaders like Mark Zuckerberg, Elon, and CEOs from Google, Microsoft, and NVIDIA to discuss the future of AI regulation. So Michael Koo, who is um, of Friends on the Earth, an environmental nonprofit, calls the proposal a, quote, good first step, but demands more clarity on the framework's details and its potential environmental impacts. Um Again, I don't really love the mixing of environmental people with AI technology or like it'd be, I would just as much like the CEO of ExxonMobil, a gas company, like being, having comments or an opinion on this AI technology as I would 
an environmental person or as I would the NRA. Like it just already feels like people are trying to politicize this and, uh, you know, say like, oh, well, all of these different people from these different departments or these different like groups need to have a say on AI and, you know, their opinions matter. Don't like it. Don't like it one bit. I just like the AI is awesome. I think people should be able to use it how they want. I don't want it getting politicized, but inevitably it will. So I guess I just got a brace for impact on that. The proposal by Senator Blumenthal and Hawley marks, I think, a significant step towards a more structured regulation of AI technologies in the U.S. However, it has elicited varied reactions and several questions still remain unanswered with upcoming hearings and meetings on the subject. I think the discussion on how best to regulate AI is far from over, so stay tuned as we continue to cover this in the future and see how this all shakes out. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.